Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister Kimberly Savage comes with a power-packed message entitled, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. Now, I'm going to have to ask you all to excuse me. Because I'm not a singer, but I'm, I'm a shower singer, and I don't mind making a joyful noise for the Lord. And there's a beautiful song, and the songwriter said, as I look back over my life, I can see how your love has guided me. Even though I've done wrong, you never left me alone, but you forgave me, and you kept on blessing. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It's because of your mercies that we are not consumed, because thy compassions will not, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, Lord, you've been so faithful, oh yes you have, you've been, Lord, you've been so faithful, oh yes you have, I can never And you set me free How you made a way out of no way Turn my darkness into day You've been my joy in the time of sorrow Hope for my tomorrow Peace in the time of storm Strength in a weekend one You've been Lord, you've been so faithful Yes, you have
just been bubbling, bubbling, bubbling in my spirit, even as God had me to prepare for this message. Because God has been so faithful. And as we look in the book of Lamentations, we'll see this very scripture. But Jeremiah, he was called the weeping prophet because his soul lamented. He had so much grief about the state of Judah and their rebellious ways and their sins. And he's preaching and he's giving them the word and he's telling the nation of Judah, turn back to God. But they decided that they were going to continue to be hard-headed. And it caused him grief. And as we look around in this world, we see the world is getting darker and darker. But there are many people. You may even have family members and co-workers. You're telling them, repent. Come back to the Lord before it is too late. And Jeremiah, during his time, he was beaten. This is an Old Testament prophet who was beaten for trying to tell people the word of God. His own family turned against him. They plotted his death. He was in prison. He was attacked by a mob. He was humiliated and accused of treason, all because of his divine assignment. And Judah, they were stubborn people. They went into Babylonian captivity for 70 years. But before their captivity, Jeremiah kept telling them to repent and to turn back to God. And lamentations. To lament just means to show grief, to show sorrow, to weep or to wail or to be sad. And our foundational scripture comes from Lamentations chapter 3 verses 19 through 26. And I'll be sharing from the New King James Version. It says, remember my affliction and roaming, the wormwood and the gall. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. That's something to rejoice about. Because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Now, he begins his prayer by talking to the Lord. He says, and if we were to look at it in the contemporary English version, it says, just thinking of my troubles and my lonely wandering makes me miserable. That's all I ever think about, and I'm depressed. How many of you have ever been there? 
All you're thinking about is yourself and what you're going through. And he says, just thinking about this makes me depressed. This is all I am thinking about. And he's talking to the Lord. But I want us to understand that there's no reason to believe that when you come to Jesus, your life will be a bed of roses. There's no reason to believe that you will be fit, wealthy, and popular. Knowing God does not mean that your road will be easy or the journey ahead will be without trials or tribulation. And the reason why I love this passage of scripture so much because it gives us a realistic picture of life. Suffering is a part of our being on the planet. But it provides us with the pattern to follow if we look at what happened. And it's not always easy to believe in God's faithfulness when we're only thinking about what we're going through. And this is how Jeremiah begins. He's reminding the Lord of how depressed he is. But when you are depressed, you know who you need to go to? God. Tell him how you feel. Tell him about your pain. Tell him about your troubles. Don't be trying to, oh, if I could just see Pastor. Pastor can't help you like the one who created you. You got to run to God. He is your help. And during this season, oftentimes people remember folks who have passed and gone on to glory. Some of those folks may have passed recently. Some of them maybe years ago, but there's still a pain in our hearts about it. Sometimes people get so focused during this time of year of what they don't have rather than what they do have. You know, it's almost like you continue driving by this beautiful house. And you're like, oh, it's so beautiful. I wish I could live there. I wonder what it would be like. And you've created something in your imagination. And one day you get the nerve to just stop by the street and step up on the sidewalk. Then you see that the house is peeling. The grass is fake. And everything that you thought from a distance, it's not even real. Why am I saying this? Because take your eyes off of all of the good stuff you think that you're seeing. Even on all of the social media platforms, they're only showing you the highlights. And hardly anybody is talking about how to go through with joy, how to persevere by trusting in the Lord. Don't compare yourself to others. Because if you look at your situation with the wrong perspective, you will get depressed you will get oppressed because all you're doing is thinking about oh they got it good they got it good they got it good why am I going through you don't know that from the outside looking in all you have is your imagination running you over time so that you forget about how faithful God has been and if you don't believe that God is faithful take a deep breath that's God's faithfulness. If you don't believe that he's faithful, blink your eyes. Can you see me standing up here? That is the faithfulness of God. Did you walk in this building with your own two feet? That is God being faithful. Many of us had so much food on our table, we even got leftovers for days. That is God being faithful. 
So how dare do we change our mind about God because we keep looking at other stuff and wishing our life was better than it is. Rejoice in what you have. Rejoice in what you have because God is faithful. He's faithful. Now, this world is getting darker. And in Jeremiah's time, you know why he was suffering? Because of the nation he lived in. Sometimes you may not be doing anything wrong. But there still may be some things that come into your life just because of where you live. Maybe the neighborhood you're in. And sometimes you can be in the right place at the wrong time. And it's not because you did anything wrong. But there are people out there who will do bad things to other folks. And we're covered by the blood. But sometimes, I'm sorry to say, we get hit. All of us know folks who have had something to happen to them. They weren't doing anything wrong, but because it's the bad people who are doing evil things out there, they get touched. But I also want to remind us, so we can have that situation going on, or we could be making poor choices. We need to recognize. Could be doing nothing or we could be doing something. And Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I do have to remind us that a lifestyle of sin does have consequences. We don't want to talk about it. God is faithful, but if you sin, there are consequences. Now, he may lessen the consequences, but sin is sin. Everybody remember David? We remember him after as a man after God's own heart, but he committed murder and adultery, and there were some consequences. That child he had out of adultery, it passed away, but God was still faithful to him. I know it's tough. I'm Kimberly Savage, and this message may seem a little savage, but it's the word of God today. <laughs> Romans 6, 1 and 2 says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God's grace is unlimited, but it's the word says, should we keep sinning just because he gives us grace? Says not, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live in it any longer? When we come to Jesus, sin has no power over us, and Holy Spirit is on the inside of us to help us make right choices. And that's something that we have to do. We have to make the right choices, and when we mess up, we can't be hard-headed. Like the nation of Judah. Somebody keeps saying, repent, make a better choice, and you keep thinking, oh, I got time. I got time to get it right. You don't know when the last day is. And Jeremiah, he was homeless because of the sin of the people of Judah, because they were going to be judged harshly by God. I mean, things were so bad that God told Jeremiah, don't go to any funerals. Don't go to any celebrations in anybody's home. Don't even get married because of what's about to come on the nation. 
And Jeremiah hadn't done anything wrong, but because of the nation he lived in, there were some things that God told him not to even engage in because of what's going to happen. Because Judah, they were carrying on as though we got all day to get it right. But I have to tell you that it is God's goodness that draws us to repentance. See, God was still so good to them. Kept telling them to repent. God is so good to us. If there are areas in our life that are not pleasing to God, we got to let them go. We got to let them go. I mean, can you imagine somebody being so good to you that you just keep wanting to disappoint them and let them down? I mean, uh, I'm going to use Minister Johnny again. Thank you. He was my God the last time. But I just want to talk about his marriage. Coming up on 39 years with Minister Diane. But let me tell you something. Minister Johnny, he and Minister Diane, they have a covenant relationship. But he also has a covenant with God that he will honor and love his wife. Let me tell you, for those who cheat and do things you're not supposed to, and women and men, don't be talking about if I do this, if I do that, I can keep them. The Holy Spirit is a keeper if you want to be kept. If they step out, if they do something else, it's because they had a want to. And Minister Johnny loves God so much that he doesn't want to disappoint him. See, before he doesn't want to disappoint his wife, he doesn't want to point, disappoint God. He says, God, I love you. I know what you told me about sin and honoring my wife. Because I love you so much, I'm going to do this. And then he gets the benefit of all that comes with him loving her properly. Not only from Minister Diane, but also from God. Does everybody understand? Because God's goodness draws us to repentance. Romans 2, 4 says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Some of you accuse others of doing wrong, but there is no excuse for what you do when you judge others. You condemn yourselves because you are guilty of doing the same thing. We know that God is right to judge everyone who behaves in this way. Do you really think God won't punish you because you behave exactly like the people you accuse? So we have to be careful of pointing fingers at other people because God says that the same thing that you're talking about them doing you're doing the same thing and just because you're judging them you think God's not going to judge you it says if that's the way you think then you don't think a whole lot about God's wonderful goodness or his patience and willingness to put up with who so we always looking at other people talking about how they need to get it right but let's start right here with me let me get me right Because God is good to me because he wants me to turn to him. God is good to you because he wants you to turn to him. Great is thy faithfulness. Just because the message may seem a little harsh, but it's the word of God. Doesn't mean that God is not faithful, but that means that we need to recognize 
God's faithfulness and how it should cause us to respond. If he is so good to us, then why do we want to be or choose to be so bad to him? His faithfulness is not small. His faithfulness is great. His Faithfulness is magnificent. It is amazing. There is nothing on earth that can counter that. So, before we start judging all of the sin in the world, why don't we focus on God's goodness towards us rather than the sins of other people? God, I'm so busy trying to get my life right with you and to do what's pleasing to you. I don't have time to be calling out other people. Let me get me right. And then my light will shine so bright that when darkness comes into it, they was like, oh, what must I do to be saved? How are you living this way, going through the things that you have experienced and you still have joy? You still have peace that surpasses all understanding. It is because of the faithfulness of God. It's not because I have it all together. It is because of God's faithfulness. Now let's go back to Lamentations uh, verse 21. In chapter 3, did you notice how Jeremiah is speaking his own heart and soul? He says, I'm so depressed because I keep thinking about my situation. But then he says, but this I call to, call to mind. He convinces himself that he needs to remember something. So often we start trying to find stuff outside to convince us of the faithfulness of God. But God says, renew your mind. Be transformed. Not conform to what's going on in the world, but we have to be transformed. Not conformed by the renewing of our minds. But we renew our minds by getting in the word of God. And if you don't know what to think on, Philippians 4 and 8 makes it very clear. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. See, he said, I was thinking about my situation, but then I, this I recall to my mind, and this is what gives me hope. When I change my thinking, then I can begin to meditate on how good God has been. See, we often listen to ourselves, but how often do we talk to ourselves? You got to shut down those feelings. Because our emotions, they blow like the wind. They change just like that. And you got to talk to yourself. And when you're thinking, do your thoughts cause you to be hopeless or hopeful? So when you start going down that path, you got to, this I recall to my mind. When I look back over my life and I see how his love has carried me. I've done some wrong. I don't know about you all, but I've done some wrong and I might do some wrong today. But his love will still carry me. Because it's faithfulness. But that doesn't mean I'm going to intend to do it. And when do we question God's faithfulness the most? 
when he doesn't answer like we thought he should. See, when we, things are good, we feel like we don't have any reason to trust him. Not really. It's going good. I can really depend on myself. But is he still faithful when you didn't get the job? When you didn't get the house, when you didn't get the spouse, when you prayed for somebody and they didn't get healed on this side of heaven, is he still faithful to you? Is he still faithful to you? And while I'm on this, hmm, let me tell you something. How you value people is more often seen when they make a mistake, not when they do things well. So as we go through this season, I want to remind you when you encounter people, you lead them in such a way that if you never saw them again, all will be well with your soul. I want to remind you, talk to yourself. Call your name out loud and say, you know what, Kimberly? God is faithful. His mercies are brand new every morning. Do you remember when he healed you? Do you remember when he delivered you? His constancy. See, this is the thing about God. He's not up and down. Moved by every windward doctrine. This day I feel like praising you. This day I don't feel like praising you. God is faithful even if it doesn't feel like it to you right now. You may be going through a dark night of the soul, but God is still faithful. You may be in emotional pain because of somebody that you have lost, but God is still faithful. Your present situation may cause you to feel hopeless, but then you got to start talking to yourself. God, if you gave me a job, then you can do it again. I may have lost the house, but you can do it again. As long as I can believe in your faithfulness, your goodness unto me, my situation, it can change because you are faithful. Great is your faithfulness. Says this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. I have hope. It's because of his mercies we are not consumed. His compassion, that's his love. But that word love in verse 22 comes from the Hebrew word, word hased. It refers to God's covenant love, his everlasting affection, his love promised to his people that you can rely on him in any situation and any circumstance. His steadfast love. Steadfast, that means that you can count on it to be steady. See, God is not the kind of person that gets out of bed on the wrong, gets out of the wrong side of the bed, thinking about who he can do harm to today. Aren't you glad that neither you or I or God? Sometimes we wake up, let's be honest, we wake up in a mood and there's going to be hell to pay for everybody who comes in contact with us if we were to be honest. And we start thinking about people, oh, they're lazy. Just think about if you were caught, oh, they're lazy. Didn't I tell them to do this 10 times and they still haven't done it? That's it. I'm cutting them off. 
I'm sick and tired of them not doing what I asked them to. If we were God, do you know how jacked up our life would be? So when you want to get depressed and start thinking about how bad things are, Think about if you were in charge, how much worse they would be. Aren't you glad that we serve a God who sits high and looks low and his love is steadfast and his faithfulness is great. His faithfulness is great. And his mercies are new every morning, but are you looking for them? Are you looking for stuff or are you looking for the mercies of God? When you get out of bed, are you like, God, I thank you that I have eyes to see. I have ears to hear. I have a tongue that can talk. I have legs that I can walk. You kept a roof over my head. I didn't die in my sleep. My bed wasn't my cooling board, okay? My sheets weren't my winding sheets. That's what the old Baptists used to say. But I'm saying, are you grateful each and every day when you look, 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 when you are in great expectations to see the faithfulness, the brand new mercies of God in your life because it said his mercies are new with each morning. We don't have to look for yesterday's mercies. He gives us a fresh batch every day for whatever we will face. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. In the midst of God, give me this. God, give me that. In the midst of naming and claiming, are you looking for his mercies? Are you aware of his compassion that fails not? His compassion, his steadfast love, it fails not. I have been guilty of when you have gotten on. I'm talking about me. I feel like you've gotten on my last nerve. I only got two. And you've gotten on my last nerve. I may find myself shying away or, you know, working in the fallback spirit or the cutoff spirit. Some of y'all guilty of the same thing. But guess what? God never is. No matter how we disappoint him, here's a batch of new mercies every morning. Here are compassions every morning that will never, ever fail. But we got to seek out his mercies. And this is a beautiful thing. Do you know Jeremiah? He never saw Jesus. But he could say, even in his depressed state, this is what? I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. It is because of your mercies and your compassion. Now Jesus, he knew suffering, did he not? Jesus knew suffering. So we have to have faith in God because he's dependable. And this is the thing. Jeremiah knew nothing about Jesus, but he could refocus. And how much revelation knowledge do we have of Jesus? I'm just asking, how much revelation knowledge do we have? Because see, Jeremiah could pivot. And he didn't even know Jesus. And we got all this word. We got the YouVersion Bible app. It can be on our phone. We got the one that sits on the table. We got all these ministries on YouTube. And even what happens in this worship center that teaches us about God and his ways and his love. But how quickly can we make the pivot when we're going through? 
What revelation knowledge of God do we have, do we hold on to, that even when we start to go down this road, we begin to come on back? How long does it take you to come on back? How long does it take you to come on back? Because Jesus was no stranger to hardship. He was no stranger to sorrow. Even when he lost someone, remember Lazarus, he knew what God would do, but it hurt his heart that his friend had died. And it said Jesus wept, right? Even when he had to go through hard stuff, he still had a not my will, but your will be done. Even when he hung on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because Jesus did have to be forsaken for a moment when he was on that cross because God had to turn his back on him so he could not see the sin that he carried on the cross. And he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But we will never have never been hung on a cross and we will never be forsaken because he said, Lo, I am with you. Always, I will never leave nor forsake you. So how can you forget about his faithfulness? Why do we allow things to rattle us when we know that God is faithful? Says great, not little, mighty is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Why are we getting rattled with stuff and situations? Put your hope in the Lord. Verse 24, Lamentation says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. Hope in him. Can you say that today? My hope is in him. My hope is not in my job. My hope is not in my spouse. My hope is not in my mama. It ain't in my daddy. It ain't in passing them. It ain't in my accomplishments. My hope is in him. And when you have hope in him, you can be assured that he will never, ever, ever let you down. As the praise team sang earlier, he won't fail. His goodness and love will follow you. His beauty and love will follow you all your days for the rest of your life. My hope, my confidence, my well-founded expectation is in no one but the Lord. He cannot fail. He will never let you down. Wait for and seek the Lord. Lamentations 325 says the Lord is bad. He's what? If you know that the Lord is good, can't nobody be better than the good that he is. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See, taste, have an experience with him that reminds you even through your trials and your tribulations that he is still good. That just because you're going through something, God is still good. Jeremiah was in the midst of a wicked nation saying, come back, repent. But then he also could tell himself, I have hope in him because of his brand new mercies because of his compassion my hope is in him great is his faithfulness the Lord is good to those who wait for him you know why you get disappointed because you're waiting on people you're waiting on what you figured out but it says the Lord is good for those who wait on him 
Wait on him. Wait on him. Not what you have figured out because now you don't hijack your situation again. And now you're over in the corner moaning and crying. God, get me out. Get me out, Jesus. Get me out today. But if you wait, wait on him. He's good to those who search for him. What are you searching for? What are you searching for? Him or how you can work it out? Her or how you can work it out? Let me see who I can shake hands with and get favor from them. Let me see what door they can open up. But the word says that there are doors that no man no man if the Lord closes it don't try and open it but there are doors that only he can open and when the God when God opens the door I don't care if hell high water hurricane volcano tsunami and anybody else come against you who can stand against us if the Lord is for us great is his faithfulness his mercies are new every morning but are we looking for the mercies. Are we in expectations of his compassion? Hope in the Lord. Wait for and seek the Lord. Stop looking around at all of this stuff and work on your relationship with the Lord. You cannot have confidence in somebody you don't know. So you got to know him. And knowing him means spend time in your work, in his word. What experiences can you bring up? God, you brought me through this. God, you took me through that. When you talk about your best friends, oh, I remember the time we did this. Do you remember when we went there? Do you remember this and that? And then when you talk about God, you got crickets. Where are your memories, your fond memories of God? I remember when you carried me through. I remember when I was on my sick bed and you healed me. I remember when I studied for that exam and you helped me to pass. I remember when there was no food on my table and you fed me. I remember when I thought I was going down, but you lifted me up. I remember when I cried myself to sleep, but God, you kept me in peace. You said, hold. Hold on to my unchanging hand. What memories do you have of the faithfulness of God? What memories do you have of your God and how he has been faithful to you? Because I'm telling you, don't allow society to commercialize your faith. If I don't get this, he ain't done nothing for me. If I can't give them that, he's done nothing for me. That is a lie. He gave you Jesus, and that's everything that you need. He took care of your eternal salvation. That is everything that you need. But he didn't just stop there. He said, every morning, my mercies toward you, they are going to be new. I'm going to have a steadfast love for you that will never, ever fail. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. When you start going through, great is his faithfulness. And maybe you're going through nothing right now, but you need this so you can remind yourself later. Great is his faithfulness. <laughs> 
great is his faithfulness, not anybody else's. Don't get it twisted. Stop looking for people to be your savior when he already died on the cross. Great is his faithfulness, and he will always show up for you. He will always be there for you. Even when you mess up, he will always be there. Even when I've done wrong, he never left me alone. But he forgave me, and he kept on blessing me. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. I have hope. Do you have hope? Not in me, not in your pastor, not in what you can accomplish, but have faith in the word. Have faith in God because great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.